Radical. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's totally tubular show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Print on Demand cast. As always, I'm Josiah. And as always, joining me is Travis Ross. Travis, how's things going, man? As we record, it is Monday. So tell me, how mm-hmm. was your weekend going? And what is it the calm before the storm? Because for us here about Four Apparel, uh, things are starting to get a little nuts. Uh, and it's like, this, what is the second? Is it the third week of November? I don't know what time is anymore. It's all relative to me. But it's getting crazy. How about for you guys? It's getting a little nuts. I was looking at all of our channels and, you know, ShipStation kind of houses all of our data for, you know, what we actually ship out. And just looking at that, just what we're actually shipping out is like up 35% over last year. Um, And that's on our end. Uh, We also have um, some, one of our, one of our biggest clients actually uses ShipStation and sends us all of his own labels and they're up 30 to 40% too. And so all of that said and done, it really makes for a, you know, crazy time of year. It's great. Um, I did actually put a Facebook post up last week or late last week and said, Hey, if you want to work for a day or two and you're in the area, Hey, come on in. Yeah. And (laughs) and to my surprise, like all these people answered because I can't hire like a permanent staff member to save my life. As a matter of fact, um, if you listen to last week's ep- episode, it was we also recorded that on a Monday, and Tuesday we were start or our new DTG person was starting. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> they That's emailed. Right. They emailed uh, probably around the same time we were actually recording and said that they had gotten another job and it paid way better and they would be crazy <laughs> to not take that position. Um, and so sorry, too bad for you. Um, so yeah, so we still don't have that DTG person. We did actually interview another person and we have another person that's supposed to be starting in a little bit, but they had to put a two weeks in. And so I'm, I'm really, really, really like, you remember last week I said, I've got a good feeling about this one. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be wrong anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> can't trust your intuition, I suppose, is what you're trying Apparently to say. Apparently not. In a, in a roundabout Apparently way. not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, it's, it's, um, I, I was actually pretty, pretty surprised how, how busy it's gotten. I don't know why. Uh, I guess every year, you know, it's going to get busy, but then the immediacy or how soon it starts to get busy is like, yeah shocking almost like you're caught off guard like you think you have until december and you just kind of forget about you know the the preamble to actual like december so uh we actually sent out uh email to all of our clients to all of our partners saying hey this is our fifth q4 and here's what we've learned to expect uh really in an attempt to manage expectations on their end as far as like hey if you if your customers want something guaranteed by christmas they need to order by this day and here's how you usp at usps is probably going to be delayed ups probably going to experience some delays this is what we've mm-hmm. experienced here's how you can mitigate that here's how we'll help with that you know so on and so forth so um i'm trying to get out ahead of it a little bit i mean especially last year That's usps smart. was a disaster <laughs> oh i know for so many people and i don't I don't see a government agency being any better this year for some reason. I don't know why I have that inclination, <laughs> but something inside of me says it's not going to be much better. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to kind of uh, do, for lack of a better term, damage control before damage is done. It's always right. easier to to manage expectations on the front end as opposed to trying to do so on the back end. Because when you do it on the back end, it involves some groveling and, and eating crow at some point, inevitably. So, um <laughs> So yeah, man, we're uh, we're busy, and I also I just tried to kind of upload um, a small video, but it didn't work for whatever reason. But you told me about this for the listener. Uh, mm-hmm. You told me about your DTG guy not working out at uh, William Oliver's, which is an awesome whiskey bar mm-hmm. that you and I <laughs> frequented last. Was it Thursday? I think it was last Thursday. Yeah, um, whiskey flights and what they say like three to five thousand dollars of whiskey on the wall at any given time. 
Yeah, uh, had to have been more, I think. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, has has nothing to do with print on demand, but it was a great time. It was fantastic. It was. I, I had a, a, a good time and great food as well. So um <laughs> lots of exciting things happening, man, getting into the the thick of Q4. So uh let's talk about the Apple pod. <laughs> we have a, a new review. I'm literally reading the notes verbatim, professionalism, folks. Uh, as I literally am just looking at our show notes and reading them out loud. Uh, you know, learn from me. Do as I say, not as I do. Uh, but anyway, uh, we have a new review that we want to uh, kind of shout out. Someone left uh, a review on Apple Podcasts, asked, you know, listen to what we ask every week, and that's to leave a review. So we're going to go ahead and share the screen here and show you guys the review that we're talking about coming from our friend, Tim Helm. Tim, thank you so much mm-hmm. for sharing this review. It says, helpful and encouraging. Five stars. Of course, thank you, Tim. I feel that the guys do a great job covering many different aspects of print-on-demand. I have listened to all the episodes to date. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. You get a medal. That That is really <laughs> cool. Uh, you've listened to hours of Travis and I rambling and, mm-hmm. and very informative interviews uh, by professionals. Uh, so that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, anyway, continuing on, listening gave me the confidence to get started in my own POD journey. If you wait until you have it all figured out, and it cuts off there. So yeah, uh, you cut but, it off there. I think did I? Is I think he said, if, yeah, I think I think he said if you wait until you have it all figured out, you'll never start. Um, oh well, yeah, that makes a lot more sense, right? I'm Doesn't doubling it? down on the professionalism, Tim. I apologize <laughs> for what I've done to your review. And listen, everyone that leaves a review, we always say reach out uh, mm-hmm. and we'll get you a free POD cash shirt of your choice. And since you listen to every episode, Tim, I know you're hearing this. So <laughs> go to printondemandcast.com slash Facebook and let us know. Email us info at printondemandcast.com. Uh, let us know what shirt you want and we'll give it to you for free. Uh, no one else has taken us up on that offer. I don't really know why, but you'd be the first to take us up on that particular offer. So uh, uh, reach out to us and we'd be happy to yeah. oblige. But again, Tim, thank you so much. Travis, how does that, to me, it's always kind of um, surprising that, that people do take the time. It's kind of like, you know, appointment podcast content for, for folks that listen to our show each and every week. And I always find that to be super humbling um, that people would take the yeah. time out of the day. What, what say you in regards to hearing, you know, that Tim has listened to every it's like 65 episodes every episode to date yeah it, it does mean a lot i think you know that's awesome that he's listened to us but i think the cooler thing at least in my mind is that that whole like him actually listening to us got him kind of off the couch if you will yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. and and now he's he's in the game you know which is yeah. so freaking cool and good job tim and if yeah. you're still on the couch so to speak or sitting you know in the bleachers get on the field you know like tim yeah. did and um I, I i do feel like you know we try to give enough information that people can take it and at least you know list yeah. something somewhere last week's episode was <laughs> all of that you know it was like how did yeah. how do you do it um, so yeah, yeah it, it does mean a lot and uh, appreciate you, Tim, appreciate everybody who's listening um, and continues to listen to us ramble <laughs> yes. each and every yes. week. Exactly. Thank you guys so much. And like Travis said, and like Tim said, you know, if you wait to get started, you never will. And right. the reward, the prize is much like EA Sports would say in the game. So go get in the game and uh, join the adventure that is uh, the print-on-demand industry. So uh, thanks again, Tim. And with that, we will transition to the favorite segment of all time, the (laughs) Weekly Dad Joke. Time for the Weekly Dad Joke. So, Travis, you know I have two Shih Tzus, right? Mm -hmm. Watch your mouth. Some people talk smack and say that they're not real dogs. And to you, Mm -hmm. I say, uh, to quote my friend Travis, shut your mouth. Uh, they're like my children because I don't have mm-hmm. actual children yet. So anyway, I have two Shih Tzus mm-hmm. and uh, I took them out to play. And, you know, the other day I threw a ball for my dog. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I got to tell you, he looks great in the tux. 
And that's this week's weekly dad joke. You know that you'll use it around the water cooler at work tomorrow and you'll throw it out at the party of your choice, maybe perhaps an actual ball. Let us know how it goes. We look forward to it. And take a picture because we want to see your dog in a tux. Yeah, actually, that that that's true. I do want to see your dad. That's I don't care what breed of dog it is. Yes. It, it's adorable to have a dog in a tux. So. <laughs> post it in the group <laughs> print on demand uh my my entertainment standards have lowered significantly since uh <laughs> quarantine last year just whatever makes me happy is what i'll watch uh all right so moving into uh the next segment which is a segment commonly referred to as the point of interest this is uncle mike this is aunt jackie and you're listening to the point of interest so, Travis, last week we recorded and recorded a, a separate uh, point of interest. And then you, the next day, sent me a picture of something. And you were like, how was this not our point of interest yesterday? So it's right. been on the shelf. We refrigerated that thing so it wouldn't go bad. We're whipping <laughs> it out now. And we're having them leftovers uh, of point of interest pie. So, Travis, tell us. What is it that you found out last week that was of interest to you and would be of interest to those that listen to this podcast? So I don't know how I missed it, but um, I actually received the e- an email like a week before we recorded or the previous week we recorded our last Monday. And then the previous week I received an email, actually two yeah. emails, um, one from the CEO of SS Activewear and one from the CEO of TSC Apparel. Mm-hmm. And um the I'll just I have it right here. DSC one said we're excited to announce that SNS Activewear has signed a definitive agreement to acquire a leading distributor of imprintable apparel and accessories, TSC Apparel. Wow, which is nuts because um, I mean if you're maybe you don't know all of the ins and outs of the different kind of apparel players, if you will, but uh, you've got SS Activewear, SNS Activewear, Sanmar, yeah. um, Alpha Broder and tsc i mean there are right. a few more and and you know if you they're, they're have somebody like, that you like yeah yeah if you have somebody else that you like please let us know because you know we're always looking for new appliers but those are kind of the yes. big four if you will and so um i mean it's kind of it would kind of be like i don't know if this was is as big of a deal like if amazon acquired like uh, Sears or something, you know, like another, sure. well, or something like that, or Dillard's, I don't know. Yeah. You get yeah. the idea or, or, or Albertsons acquired Kroger or something yeah. like that. It would be like that. if, you know, I don't know. I just got done watching the Sopranos. So it, it is, <laughs> it is what it is. I, I've been watching a lot of mob related issues, but <laughs> it's like there's four families and if the Corleones absorbed their rival family and they became a bigger uh, mm-hmm. mafia syndicate for everybody mm-hmm. to enjoy the benefits of yeah the fruits of their labors. So, um, bad impression aside, it's it's really big news uh, <laughs> to hear that those two um, companies or the SNS has kind of absorbed or acquired TSC. So the question to me, and I I have a vested interest, and as do you, Travis, because yeah. TSC, one of their warehouses, is actually in Denver, right? Mm-hmm. And so for us, local to Colorado, that means that if it's in stock in Denver and I place an order for something by 5.30 Mountain Standard Time, I will have it the next day. So right. forecasting out um, you know, stock and inventory levels or if there's a pinch and we need to get something, I, the odds are I can probably have it next day. So yeah. I, what, what I'm hoping doesn't happen is that they just kind of get rid of the existing warehouses. I actually right. have some images here. So this one right here is actually, this is SNS's locations right now. Mm-hmm. SNS Activewear, the locations yep. that they have up. So you, you can see here, uh, I'm trying to pull up a larger version of it. Or well, maybe we'll just go here. We actually order a lot from... Uh, SNS, SNS and, yeah, and Olathe, Kansas, which is just outside of Kansas City, Kansas, uh, is pretty close to us here in the Denver area. And usually yeah. we can get that in a day, but sometimes it's two days. Um, yeah. You know, it kind of just depends. But uh, I mean, we have used SNS Activewear, but it is going to be sad if they close all of those TSC warehouses. Right. Um, I don't think they'll close them all, but 
you know, there, there, there they, might they be some. some. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this is what TSC has right now. And so you can see uh, if they were to just kind of merge, they would have incredible coverage, but you do like yeah. the ones like in Denver and the one, like you said, in Olathe do mm-hmm. one so close together, make yeah. sense. You they know have what I mean? Dallas and a Houston. Yeah. They have a Moreno Valley. And then what's the SNS one? I forget, but I mean, it's another California right. one. Um, right. Yeah. So there's definitely some crossover there that um they may want to unfortunately kind of clean up you know yeah. which is, yeah. is is frankly it's in my opinion it's bad news for us the other the other big question i think is what about tsc's kind of uh in-house brand the private uh, label toltex for lack of a yeah, term, right like toltex yeah. and mno and Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Elo, yeah, but Elo already kind of they already kind of got rid of that one. Yeah, they they became they became Toltex Premium. So right. um, all the Elo stuff, like those hoodies, like the French Terry hoodies, which are really nice, all became um, uh, Toltex Premium five eighty three. If anyone cares about part numbers, I don't know why I like <laughs> to brag that I know all this information that is arbitrary to any other walk of life. <laughs> but um, so yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens. You know, I think, um, in, at least in the screenshot that you shared with me, they specifically made a point to highlight the fact that they would be absorbing TSC or sorry, yeah. uh, Toltex and MNO. So maybe that's kind of something mm. they're going to want to keep because it's something that they highlighted. Uh, I, I would think that they wouldn't yeah. bring attention to that if they were if they were uh, determined to kind of get rid of that line. Right. Uh, but Toltex is, is, you know, when we first started, we ordered a lot of Toltex stuff. Right. Uh, up until a month ago, we probably we printed exclusively on Toltex hoodies, um, mm-hmm. and so we found a brand that that prints a, a little better, in my opinion. So, which brand um, is but, that? So it's it's uh, just hoods. It's eight, oh, okay. eight, and it's it's carried by TSC. So hopefully, SNS doesn't do away with those. It's JWD or sorry AWD. All we do is hoods, uh, and I can. It's like JHA zero nine three is a part number. But man, I'll tell you what, they're the most vibrant hoodies hmm. that I've seen print. Because uh, cool. uh, Gildan, um, this might turn into an apparel rants little subsection here, but yeah. the Gildan hoodies are awful, especially yeah. the black hoodies are terrible to print on. Like there's so are not a lot the district you can do. hoodies from uh, district hoodies from Sanmar, the same thing. They're just okay, not good. I remember we were printing on those, and then we we had gotten some Toltex. We were like, holy crap, these Toltex hoodies hoodies are so much better. Yeah. Um, recently, the other hoodie we've been doing really well for, and yes, this is has definitely become an apparel rants segment is the independent hoodie from SNS, um, which kind of brings us back full circle. I'm wondering if independent, which is kind of a private label SNS brand kind of takes out Toltex, so to speak, you know, I just don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, with something that's this big, as far as like a merger goes or a, or a, a buyout, if you will, um, it's going to take a lot, a lot of time for all of right. the, us to settle and every, you know, all of the details to kind of be finalized as far as, I sure. mean, they've put in sure. the paper, but it's just going to take time for that to filter down to the masses and, and actually affect us. Um, you know, are they going to get rid of TSC's website at some point where they're going to give us a heck of a lot of warning before they do that. So yeah, we'll that's what I was just 2022 before we know really yeah, where this is going to go. Yeah. And I was just going to say, I think, uh, it would be terrible timing for them, for them to <laughs> do this in Q4 and just kind of like do away with, with everything, right. you know, um, uh, real quick, uh, just as a side note to you, Travis, uh, just to encourage you to try, this particular brand, I'm going to show you. This is the AWD. All we do is hoods. I was so off on the part number, but that's not what matters. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a fantastic hoodie. If anyone's out there looking for something that prints really well hoodie-wise, these are the best that I have found to date. So nice. uh, give them a shot. And TSC has them. And the stock is a plenty. I just ordered uh, enough hoodies to clothe probably a small army. Uh, because <laughs> some of our clients are moving them so incredibly fast. So uh, anyway, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And I'm sure that if something crucially detrimental happens uh, with this merger, you will hear Travis and I talk about it because yep, sure. if, if it affects 
uh, lead times and inventory and stuff. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about it. You already know that. So uh, keep an ear to the ground and uh, keep your ear tuned to the POD cast. And we'll let you know as things progress what that merger looks like. So I think that's it for this week's point of interest. So, Travis, we're going to talk about uh, a subject. We've kind of touched on this marketing. Chris Grant was on. He's kind of a marketing mm-hmm. guru. And actually, this whole uh, topic was kind of inspired by something that you received from him uh, before mm-hmm. we pressed record, which kind of caused us to to kind of pivot uh, the focus of this episode entirely uh, after receiving that. So, with that being said, we're going to go to this week's main event. Hey, 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 it's time for the main event. Travis, we're going to talk about P. Not just one <laughs> P. Not just one P, my friend, but five. Five P's. Five P's. There are five P's of marketing. And uh, just a quick overview of all five before we dig into the specifics. Mm-hmm. There's product, there's price, there's promotion, there's place, and there's people. So and thank you go. for tuning into the uh, POD cast and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Maybe yes, not so fast. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, we can count to five and we have five Bs. And it's in- what we need you to do is go do your homework, find out about them, what they all mean, post it in the Facebook group, and then we'll, we'll you know, indulge in the five Ps the next episode after you do all the work. Uh, that's what we're looking for you all to do. Um uh, but seriously, let's go back to the top, Travis. Product. Why don't you kind of take us through, uh, you know, the first subsection or the first point? Yeah. Point one A in in the first P of marketing. Yeah. So this whole idea is um, is probably it's. I'm sure if you have a marketing background in any way, shape, or form, you went to school and had a marketing class, you probably talked about the five P's, the whole marketing mix. Uh, the five P's of marketing. And so when you're talking about product, one of the first things you're going to talk about is like, what is the functionality of the product? What's it going to actually do um, for your customer? And so each one of these like segments in product are going to then inform like the next one and all it's, it's kind of like you could really do a spider web with all of these. So each one of these that we're going to share with you has kind of five sub points and you could literally, you know, one B could inform four C, you know what I mean? And, and just sure. crisscrossing and going back and forth and all of these things really do play together. So the first thing you want to, you know, do when you're talking about your product, uh, what is the functionality? What is it going to do? I mean, for us, print on demand, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to either drink out of it or I'm going to put it on, you know, I mean, that's, that's, or I'm going to hang it on a wall or something, you know, I mean, there's a, <laughs> there's a limited number of functionalities for a print on demand product. Um, sure. And so, but again, we're talking about just marketing in general. And so obviously the five P's are going to have a, uh, a much broader scope than just print on demand. We're just going to try yeah. to nail it down for print on demand. But go ahead, Josiah, once you share one or two more of the, uh, the product sub uh, points. Yeah. There. Yeah. So the, the next one would be appearance. Of course, you know, the look of the product has a look and this, this mm-hmm. touches on something that we kind of harped on last week when we talked about the step-by-step process of making, uh, you know, uh, an e-commerce store and that's mock-ups, right? What is it, what is it, what is the appearance you're trying to give it to the customer? Is it, uh, you want a high end look? What does that look like? It all kind of hinges on the mock-up and then letting them know that it's a, a high quality garment and it all, I mean, it, it, you live and die on how your product comes across, right. whether that's totally. in person uh, whether it's online, that that's kind of the linchpin that is how people decide what it looks like, whether it's a shirt, a mug, a sign, uh, a flask, whatever that looks like. Uh, you want to mm-hmm. definitely put your best foot forward when you're presenting it and how it appears and how it looks to the right. end user. That um, kind of goes right with another one of them, quality. Um, yes. You know, what, what kind of quality is this? So mock-up is one thing. How does it appear when you're going to actually market it? How does it appear? But then right. actually when the customer gets it into their hand, that's not, that's not, not marketing. Sure. <laughs> because of sure. the word of mouth thing really does yeah, come into they're, play. They're going to, they're going to spread the word one way or the other. Yeah. And you need to make sure in that same vein, uh, you know, kind of a way of, of almost managing expectations, but on your listing, you need to let the customer know exactly what it is yep. they will be getting. Do not post something 
uh, and and sell the fact that it's high quality if you're in fact send, sending a Gildan 2000, you know, and not letting right. them know that hey, you're going to get a six ounce shirt and it's going to be really heavy, and you know, you need to make sure that the description of the product <laughs> matches what you're sending them because then. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the marketing is going to turn against you, and they're going. Right. And the customers will let you know. Yeah. Uh, and I know, I know. For me, when I'm looking at a product, especially something that I've never purchased before, I'm trying to figure out what I want. I always go to reviews of the yeah. customers that have purchased it. So mm-hmm. keep in mind that this isn't just like, well, if if it looks a little different than what it what they end up getting, it's not going to be a big deal. No, everyone has the ability to voice their opinion. We have a podcast. Okay. Everyone has the opinion as the ability to put their insight or whatever they feel out there. So remember it's crucial, right? Um, And and part of that appearance too, quality would also be packaging, right? How do you want it to look? Are you good with just sending it in a nondescript poly bag? Are you wanting custom branded Mm -hmm. packaging? Uh, what's the, I I know, um, for me, when I order anything that's glassware, the packaging is, is super, if if it comes really well packed and really well protected, it's always impressive to me. So what, what do you want that to be? And there's going to be costs associated with that. Of course, uh, you know, the more involved you get, but Mm -hmm. packaging definitely also rolls into the presentation, the appearance and the perceived quality of the item that you're getting. Uh, I think if you to, if you were to receive something, from a client or from, from someone that you follow and you got it in the poly bag, had their logo and it was branded as opposed to just a plain poly bag, that's perceived value. Uh, and it ups it ups the quality of the product in the customer's mind because of the presentation that you paired it with, sure. um, which I think is huge as well. So Travis, there's one more sub point. And then of course, if you have any yeah. other thoughts on on quality or packaging, you can of course uh, add those as well. But uh, there's uh, there's one more. Yeah. Um, I'll get to that one more. I mean, I have a friend who did a lot of private label products and I remember one time he was talking about how he took a very simple product and all he did was his packaging. He made, he basically just did a a black matte box. And then when Mm. you opened it, there was some white lettering on the inside of the top box and it just, and it looked so sharp. And then he had like, um, for whatever the product was, he had like a, a cutout of the the black foam cutout. So yeah, it laid in yeah. there really nice. And then the white lettering and all of that. I, mean, I think maybe it was silver lettering or gold lettering or something like that. So when they opened it up, it was like, oh my gosh, this is really worth a lot. But his packaging only cost him like an extra dollar, dollar and a half than sure. what he was doing prior. And he was able to like raise his price like 15, 20 bucks because all of a sudden now it's a, it's a luxury product just because of the packaging. So don't sleep on that packaging. Obviously there are different viewpoints on that or not necessarily, well, there are different viewpoints, but there are also different strategies. If you're just trying to Mm -hmm. get a bunch of stuff out the door, there ain't no, nothing wrong with a poly bag, you know? Yeah. Um, Yep. Or and some some platforms don't even necessarily call for that. Like if it's Amazon, you know, or Walmart Mm -hmm. or, or something like that, uh, yeah, having a, a nondescript really. package, but but that the the place that the I think that one platform to me that it presents the opportunity for that kind of custom branding is like an Etsy shop, right? To mm-hmm. go with the the on brand look of the shop right. or the aesthetic and and providing that and and one of our or clients, your own store, yeah, or your own store like a Shopify. Yeah. Like we have a client, uh, he sends we send all of his stuff in regular poly bags, but he has a lot of well known. Um, you know, celebrity friends of his UFC fighters, whoever. So in those instances, he, I created a box for him, a black box with his logo on top and you open it and there's a flag with his logo in the corner and then writing that says, you know, thank you for your friendship. It's like a VIP box basically. Mm -hmm. So whenever he wants to make a better impression on someone that he knows has the ability to hop on their Instagram and blast this stuff out, that's what the branded box are reserved for. And it does definitely up the perception of yeah, the product. Sure. You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, go ahead, yeah. Travis. Oh, and then the last one is just warranty. And um, yeah. and this is, you know, specifically for the product. You can, a lot of people will use warranty. I, I, again, I don't know how it translates into print on demand, but people can use warranty sure. to collect emails. So, I mean, there's that. You can use it to then remarket to these people who have bought your product. Um, yeah. and it's also, it also shows that you have confidence that people are going to, 
uh, get good use out of and, you know, out of your product. And they're going to actually be able to use it for a long time because you're saying, you know, you're putting your money where your mouth is, you know, in with a warranty. So, so those are the five product things. So you got functionality, appearance, warranty, quality, and packaging. Um, and we could probably throw a link to this little, uh, chart that we're using, oh, sure. um, yeah. you know, in the show notes, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty, it's pretty helpful. I think, you know, so you don't have to necessarily yeah. take notes or crash your car if you're, you know, driving when you're trying to like <laughs> dial, put it, put the notes on your phone or something. Uh, so yeah. this, the second P of, um, of marketing is going to be price. So once you've decided on your product, you know what it is, you, you know, the functionality, you know, you decided we're going to go really high quality, you know, it's going to be beautiful mock-ups right. and we're going to use excellent packaging. Well, then that's going to inform your price. So sure, you, sure. If the first thing is obviously the selling price. That's the first kind of sub point of this category. Um, yeah. Be, and all of those things that we just talked about, plus some of the things that we may talk about later are going to inform that price, uh, that yeah. that selling price. But there's also other things that you should be considering when you're deciding on that price, right, Josiah? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, something like uh, discounts, discounted pricing, uh, sales, you know, it's always a huge thing. Use use discount code, you know, whatever for a 20% off your purchase. Or if you're willing to do like a loss leader scenario where you know you're going to lose a little bit on the product that you're that you're using to get them to your site or in the mm-hmm. door, for lack of a better term, and knowing that there's going to be other products that will catch their attention that's also listed on that site. So there's lots of, of marketing things you can do with price, uh, knowing that you might make a little less, but you'll also possibly either increase mm-hmm. your volume or get other purchases added on to that one thing that people are buying because hey it's so inexpensive that i can also afford that mug or i can also afford that hat or you know Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like um and so that's another thing to to keep in mind because because doing that is is definitely a great marketing tool yeah and i would also say make sure when you're pricing your selling price that you have enough margin that you can do discounts, you can do sales. Sure. Um, yep. You know, don't just go bottom dollar and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you, you know, go you have lose money. Yeah. yeah you, you have limited options at that point. So make sure you price your price, your products at a place where you can run a sale occasionally yeah. and still not, you know, go bankrupt. <laughs> you know, I, I think after working in, well, I, I worked in retail sales for like five or six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when I lived in Wyoming, and then getting involved in the e-commerce space only bolstered this opinion of mine. And it is that you know, previous to those years, Black Friday was really exciting because everything was so cheap and everything was so much on sale. And then when you're in the belly of the beast, for lack of a better term, you grow to understand that the reason these people can take such astronomically large percentages off of their product is because they've been marked up that astronomically large percentage in the first place. And really, every other day of the year, you're paying a lot of money for something that doesn't cost them that much. But Black Friday, they make you feel endeared and special because you can get... All of this, it's 60% off. And you're thinking, how in the hell could they ever make money 60% off a flat screen TV? My friends, it's because they probably marked it up 80 in the first place. So they're probably still (laughs) making 20%. Just some topical, uh, you know, opinions since we're heading into that, you know, season, which Black Friday now is just like happening. I was in the mall the other day. I went to Flatirons for the first time in forever. And people mm-hmm. are like Black Friday sale, and it's not even it's it's yeah. like the second week of November. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, um, so yeah. yeah, that's my that's my thought about discounts. But th- that goes into the fact that Travis is saying make sure that you have enough to to compensate for or enough margin to make sure that you can offer. You know, maybe it's not sixty percent off or whatever, but that twenty five percent off discount mm-hmm. on you know on the initial sale for them just to get them you know get their email. 20, 20%, 25% off for them just to yeah. just for you to capture their email is huge because then you can resell the other right. products that come through, right? So right. Um, it's just it's just an investment in marketing, it's a marketing budget. So another thing, mm-hmm. Travis, is uh, payment arrangements, uh, mm-hmm. which is like, how do you collect payment, right? If it's mm-hmm. if it's Etsy, of course, you know Amazon, the payment portal part of things is is typically taken care of on your behalf. Right. Because mm-hmm. they check out through the platform, but if you have your own store, you can have Stripe. Um, mm-hmm. You can connect to PayPal, and PayPal is now also allowing Venmo account payments through that mm-hmm. on websites as well. 
Um, so how do you want to take payments? Understanding that some payment providers also take a small percentage uh, of a transaction, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Which obviously comes back to pricing. And there's a, there's yeah. a new one. Uh, you might know this because uh, your wife has done really well on Etsy, but it's, uh, is it Sezzle or Zezzle or something like that, that yeah. people can, mm-hmm. they can actually buy. I, I don't know much about it. I just remember seeing it and it looks, it's something to where they can make payments on it, you know, over time, mm-hmm. it's a new whole payment, yeah. you know, so there's a lot of different payment arrangements you can it's make like with your QVC customers. comes to Etsy. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. That's really funny. Um, you know, the other, and then so, so beyond that, you know, uh, kind of in that same vein, um, you know, credit terms, like if you're working sure. with, uh, like you know, local, like for me, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're doing local stuff. I have a lot of clients that use us to, to fulfill. And then um, usually we, we run, um, or we send invoices at the end of the month. So they have kind of that 30 days. If they sell something on the first, yeah. they're really not paying for it. So, th- you know, that's a benefit for them for cash flow purposes. It's actually a detriment sure. for us <laughs> to be, sure. to be 100% honest. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, but you need to think through that as well. And then of course you mentioned Josiah, when we talked about price matching services and we were like, well, how does that work? Like on an Amazon or whatever with a print on demand, sure. no, no one better have my design on another coffee mug or I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Presents a whole, yeah, I'll, I'll price match, but I'm going to be pissed because there's yeah. something else happening. There's a bigger issue here. So exactly. take the mug. I'm, I have some investigation to do. <laughs> yeah. But you know, um, if you have a different product or you're selling a service, you know, like, uh, you know, like you and I, going to one print on demand supplier versus another print on demand, right. there may be some price matching that you can do. Hey, I can get this coffee mug mm-hmm. or this t-shirt or this hoodie fulfilled by this other company for this price. And what will you do? Right. And, you know, right. and, and your, your answer may be go pound rocks and that's fine. Yeah, but you, sure. again, we're just presenting the information so you can make you these decisions. To, yeah. Yeah. You have yeah. to know that it's, it's going to happen when you're, when you're working with, with um, when you're providing, when you're providing a print on demand service for people, um, and you can't fault them, right? I mean, that's what everyone's been taught to do is negotiate and leverage. And like Travis said, the the right answer might be, you know, hey, this ain't going to work. Kick rocks. We'll see you later, whatever. Um, it kind of all depends on where you're at. I know, it, you know, first starting out, you have this uh, insatiable desire to never say no. And you're like, no, I'll yeah. take it. I'll match it because I need the business and I need you to come back and I need to get that loyalty built in, you know. But they, again, it's like, I think it's it, not it healthy might, in the long run. It really is. No, no, because I think when it was you or someone else I was talking to, I was like, what, what you do to get the customer in the door is what you will do to have to keep them there. So, so you mm-hmm. kind of have to like, uh, understand the risk of like, well, Hey, last time you matched that guy's price and I've, you know, I've been with you for three years and that whole three years, you've been just hemorrhaging money on that specific account. So it, yeah. it, you, it is, it is, it is a balance, right? So the right answer might be no. Uh, the right answer might be yes. It just depends on where you're at in right. that time. And I think, um, and Travis, you did talk about, about credit terms, which is mm-hmm. um, like you said, a benefit to, to the, to your customer. Uh, maybe not to you necessarily because you're that leaves you holding the bag until they pay that invoice off in 30 days. You're still holding, which which is really benevolent, I think, for POD providers to do that because they're already yeah. holding all of the risk, right? Yeah, you're already holding all of that inventory in that space container on your property uh, that you ordered <laughs> in bulk for Q4, and you're you're already you're already on the hook for that. There's nothing that's going to allow you to get off of the hook for that. And you're and then allowing you know your customers to have 30 days to pay it off is beneficial for them. And it is kind of also a customer service type thing. But we can get into that later, like a cool service you're providing. So we'll get into that later. Okay. So mm-hmm. moving on, we've done uh, two P's. We've done PP. Now it's time for PPP. The third P <laughs> is promotion. And uh, the first sub like promotion. Mm-hmm. Point A is sponsorships. So Travis, uh, you were talking to me a little bit about like you, you know, we're going through this, you know, before we press recording. Like, well, that's like if you were to buy shirts or provide shirts for your kids' soccer team. So kind of explain how sponsorships yeah. ties into that whole idea. Yeah, I mean, when we talk about promotion, just in general, you, that's kind of what we think of when we think of marketing. We think, well, how, sure. you know, what are the different promotional ways we can do this stuff? You know, yeah. so yeah. sponsorships would just be that. It'd be like literally um, using a an opportunity to invest. Um, it's almost like it'd be like advertising. It'd be like you know, um, sponsoring the printing of 
all of the menus at your local Mexican restaurant. So you can have you sure. know, a little spot on the back of the Mexican restaurant or, you know, maybe they use yeah. paper or whatever placemats yeah. and you have a little spot there and it says, you know, make your mark design or what for apparel or whatever, you know, right. to, to market your particular service. And you have sponsored that company to get that thing done. Or like you yeah. mentioned, could be, sticking your logo on the back of their, um, you know, their Jersey. I mean, if you, I'm a right. huge premier league, uh, soccer fan, um, right. in England and every single one of those jerseys, if you look at any, you know, Jersey in the premier league, they all have, you know, big, big promotional things right there yeah. in the middle of their, of their jerseys. And so, and that's basically sponsorships. So I think we all know what sponsorships are, but I yeah. think the idea is to maybe, how can we use that? How can we use that particular P or sub P yeah. to actually <laughs> move our business forward? Um, yeah. You know, in in a in a in a good way. Yeah, I think, and you know, the sponsorships can kind of tie into the next one, which is which is advertising, because really, mm-hmm. they're very they can be very commingled, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was Chris. No, it wasn't Chris Green. Um, Nick Eden in his episode mm. was talking about the fact that he paired with a, you know, his local pizza guy. He yeah. gets pizza there all the time and he did the flyers for the pizza boxes or he did, right. you know, actual pizza boxes that he had a, his logo and a QR code to get a free shirt, you know, free, you know, whatever, yeah. that whole thing. So it's, it's an interesting, you know, sponsorship. A lot of the times you do think NASCAR, you do think, you know, premier league soccer, just logos plastered everywhere for, on everything. Um, yeah. But, Sponsorship and advertising are pretty closely related. Now, advertising in the sense of on one of the big platforms like Amazon and Etsy and Walmart mm-hmm. is, a, is a little bit different because then you're trying to direct traffic to your listing to uh, through sponsored mm-hmm. ads and keywords and 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 that whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, one of yeah, the go ahead. I was just say one of the things that um, sparked this whole in, episode, and you mentioned it when we were talking about uh, talking about going into the main event earlier was yeah. a, a, an idea I got from Chris Grant. He sent me a thing. Do you have that actually? I do. Uh, that you can pull that up. So this is a, for those of you who are listening, this is an a actual uh, postcard that Chris got in the mail. And it's a picture of a hoodie, a t-shirt, a pint glass, and a hat. Um, it says, and the, the text says, it's a Grant thing you wouldn't understand. And it's a cute little graphic um, that they have, you know, engraved on the pint glass, embroidered on the hat, and DTG printed on the hoodie and the T-shirt. And then it says, "Order early for Christmas, Wednesday, December eighth. All orders must be received by then." And then they have a a, a link, basically, that you would type in, or a, they have a phone number on this. Um, yeah. But I thought, man, what an incredible idea um, to to get a list, you know, a massive list of mailing addresses which you can buy, you can find places that will sell you uh, mailing addresses and then just sort it by, you know, some of the most popular last names. Grant is yeah. a very popular last name, Jones, Smith, you know, or whatever and just do an actual physical um, you know, advertising blast uh, yeah. you know, with snail mail. I mean, that that was just that's like that's really amazing. You used to actually be able to do that on Facebook. Uh, you could actually target people based on their last names, but people obviously mm, got freaked right. out and, and yeah. uh, it doesn't work anymore. So this particular marketer that sent Chris, this um, is just going old school. He's basically doing the Facebook trick with yeah. old school, you know, yeah. techniques. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's very unique. I, I, you know, that's, that's an idea that, I mean, whoever did that is probably going to have some success because I've seen those shirts everywhere and I've seen people buy things with the, I mean, the last name on them. It's, you know, proud, yeah. proud of your last name, proud of your identity, your heritage, whatever. So, um, yeah, that, that makes total sense. And that is what kind of was the impetus behind us kind of going this direction for this week's main event. Uh, right. the, next, the next part of promotion is public relation activities. We talked about, you know, what does that look like? Well, it means getting out in your community, being involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, I think providing the shirts for your kids' soccer league f- just with your logo, sure. But being involved in that, being, you know, charitable, you know, church activities, chamber of commerce, city stuff, just getting your mm-hmm. name out there as someone that provides a service and is supporting 
your local business or your local community uh, right. goes a long way as well. And, and as far as promoting yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, I think the next one, uh, I think you would think it's just kind of a basic idea because the, the next point is just what is your message? What is your message right. that you're using to promote? But I think where we, um, where we need a mind shift, um, if you will, is uh, when we're thinking about our actual messaging, when we're actually giving out, you know, we're creating our advertising copy or our, you know, our pitch or whatever it is, our website copy, the message that we use can't be about us. It has to be about the customer. And um, there's a, uh, uh, Donald Miller does uh, an incredible he has a a whole brand called story brand and their whole thing is basically taking the messaging part of, um, of advertising, if you will, or marketing, if if you will, and breaking it down into the store, into a story and where, where you're making the customer, the hero of the story. And you are like a guide to the hero bringing him through some type of, you know, decision or, or, you know, horrible conflict or something. Well, Oh my God, I won't be able to wear a shirt, you know, or whatever that conflict (laughs) is. And then you are guiding him to find the answer to, to his or her problem. Um, so you're kind of like Yoda. Okay. But they're Luke Skywalker. You are not Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they have to defeat, they Mm -hmm. have to figure out the way to defeat Darth Vader, not you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I think that is very, really, uh, we'll, we will actually, we should have Luke on to talk about story brand sometime, Josiah. That would be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Not Luke Skywalker, though, by the way. It's a different Luke. <laughs> different Luke. Different yes. Luke. <laughs> it was just very, very seamless. Like, you know, that we, was, should, we yeah. should call Luke. We have him in our back pocket. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Luke, who who is who is actually certified in, in the story brand kind of. Yeah uh methodology of things and it is is very very again travis like you said seems very mundane seems very simple like yeah of course but the way they go about it and unpack it is super super uh uh, beneficial and and kind of repackages like you said a paradigm shift uh when it comes to that uh so then the last one on that is media and you know we talk. Of course, there's social media, and there's there's stuff like mm-hmm. that. You can you can tell a compelling you can tell a compelling story on on social media, um, mm-hmm. and you can you can paint that, it, it, especially if it's kind of cause driven, um, and why mm-hmm. why this would be beneficial to uh, you know a charity because in in that instance or a good cause, and that, the customer is the hero because they are the ones that are going to be helping the people in need or the the charity and it's going to help them kind of, you know, be the hero of that story. Um, right. But you mentioned, Travis, a, another aspect of media in the local aspect of things. I did. I don't remember what I, what I said. No. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm so, a genius. I just have a bad no, memory as a genius. 47 seconds and 47 minutes and 30 seconds. We're going to just cut that out. And then we're going to put that on. No, we had talked about, or you had talked about the idea of getting local media, writing into your newspaper, writing into oh, your local I am a genius. News, right? Yes. <laughs> See, you just need a Yoda to guide you back to your genius. <laughs> mm, genius you are. <laughs> Why? Well, thank you, Yoda. I mean, that is that. That's actually. I do remember talking about that, and I mean, it's it's very simple. When was the last time you know you you sent an email to your you know somebody at your local newspaper and said, "Hey, yeah. check this out. We just sponsored the local kids' team. Uh, we're a print on demand company, and we just bought them all right. shirts. And it's right. really cool, you know, how we're so amazing and awesome and supporting this thing. You know, I mean, that could turn into a story um, that then gets you more business. So there's there's a lot to the media. It doesn't have to be, you know, you're paying for, you know, tens of thousands of dollars worth of commercials and, you know, all of that stuff. It it can literally be free. You could, I mean, you have a news station, you have several news stations in your town uh, that are doing, that are looking for feel good stories um, because we all know the news can just bring us all down. They're looking for feel good stories too. And so, 
um, you know, when you do one of these other things, you do a sponsorship or some type of public relation activity, um, you know, take the, take the, take a minute and figure out who you could potentially pitch that to as something that they could use in their media uh, locally that could increase your sales. So there you go. That's a, that's a golden yeah. nugget that you reminded me of Josiah. That's really good. Yes. Yeah. So uh, moving on to the fourth P place, uh, of course, locally, what does that look like? Are you setting up at markets? Are you, do you have mm-hmm. a, a retail storefront, a brick and mortar store? Are you uh, a traveling uh, gig yep. where you're going, you know, to and fro providing custom um, mm-hmm. t-shirts or, or shirts for sale? Uh, on the e-commerce side, is it Amazon? Is it Walmart? Is it Etsy? Yeah. Is it Wayfair? Is it all of the above? Where are you going to be selling your product? Um, and because that will be uh, an important decision as well, once you've kind of decided the product, the place, and the promotion, we need to figure out a way or where you're going to point these people when you're promoting uh, mm-hmm. the product for the price that you're wanting to sell it. And there you go. Tile the piece together. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, distribution channels. And then, of course, logistics. Travis, talk a little bit about logistics and what that might look like on you know both sides mm-hmm. of e-commerce and the local side. Yeah, I think uh, logistics, you know, for us, most of it's ship station. You know, it's like they buy it on Amazon or a Shopify store and we ship it to them via ship station. However, sure. there are um, you know, a lot of local clients that we work with. Do they, you know, do we need to ship that to them or do they just want to come by? Um, right. That moves into like location. You know, for us as a distributor, it doesn't matter as much where our location is, right. um, you know, but but at the same time, it does matter because I'm probably not going to sell a local job to somebody that lives you know, in Arkansas, you know, cause I'm in Colorado sure. and it doesn't probably sure. makes a lot of sense, um, to do that. I mean, I'm not going to say no, but the shipping's probably going to be a lot more than it is if the guy right. can just come in and pick it up. So the location right. does matter when you're talking about local, uh, the logistics do matter when you're talking about local compared to, you know, more of, um, you know, a, a distribution channel like an Amazon, like an Etsy, where it's just a website and an e-commerce type setting. Right. Um, and then the other thing that uh, is is in the place kind of category is uh, service levels. And um, based on, so for us, service levels are going to be like, well, if you sell this much, your pricing is going to be here. If you sell this sure. much, your pricing is going to be here. Uh, again, that um, that's going to mix into this whole five P's and, um, and really determine some of the other things. Remember how I said it was a spider web. So, you know, if you have certain, obviously price is going to influence this and like where and how much are you going to discount if they do get to the next level and, and, and things like that. And then the last one, Josiah is market coverage. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So market coverage also might help you determine like what what is your desired market market coverage are you are you good mm-hmm. with just the local market coverage are you trying to just kind of stake a claim and kind of be there and and, and accrue you know market coverage locally in your town are you mm-hmm. wanting coverage widespread which of course would then mean you're going to probably want to do an etsy or an amazon or walmart or something like that to help get your coverage your product coverage out there to as many people yeah. as possible so that would probably inform that 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 will also inform inform your location and the distribution channels that you're wanting yeah. to 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 utilize. Yeah, I mean we're talking market market coverage or market share, you know, sure. um when you are selling on these other distribution channels like an Amazon or a Walmart or an Etsy, they have huge market coverage and so you're yeah. going to pay for that. So that's yeah. kind of the trade-off. You actually have to pay Amazon uh, and a referral fee for every sale yeah. because they they're have the market it, coverage. They're you bringing don't. the eyes to you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So if yep. you want to take you know the time to actually do that, and it's probably a lot easier in your local communities than it is online. Sure. Although if you know that's that's not always the case. You you can hit lightning in a bottle, and uh, yeah. you may be really good at marketing. Uh, you know, with Google and SEO and all that stuff. Um, but those are the things that you know. That's the trade off. You're going to either pay for that market share, um, you know, coverage, or you're going to have to create it somehow yourself. And so again, that's part of that um, decision you have to make in the place. P. Yeah. Yep. When when you, when you pee in the plate? No. When you when the in the place. 
Yeah, P, uh, P in the P in the place in the designated P place. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm just, I get it. I'm just arbitrarily peeing the place. There's a place for you to pee in the pee place. Uh, Moving on to the fifth P. Yeah, no, we've gone too far. So we we're going to wrap this thing up. We're going to rein it in a little bit uh, as we uh, approach an hour or close to an hour on this episode. So we're going to talk about the last P, which mm-hmm. is people. Uh, and talking specifically about you or if you have a, a a production team or employees. So uh, service provided, what what service are you providing? Is it is it t-shirts, custom t-shirts? Is it print on demand services? Graphics. Yeah. Graphic design. You know, maybe you also provide a marketing service where you're kind of helping, whatever that might look like in, in the space that you're in. Uh, what's the service you're providing? And then of course your attitude. Attitude goes a long mm-hmm. way. Um, yep. So, so, I mean, these all kind of kind of tie together. I think I think what we could do is just say, you know, it's, it's attitude, customer service, appearance, and employee portrayal, and we can kind of speak on all of that because it's all it's very close, yeah. closely tied yeah. together. So, so Javis, you know, um, the importance of attitude, customer service, appearance, mm-hmm. employee portrayal. Talk a little bit about that uh, as we kind of uh, land the P plane. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, you, like you said, they all go together. Like appearance, what, what are you, when you're actually talking to people, you know, if you're not yeah. selling on Amazon, who cares? You can do that in your pajamas. But if you're actually talking to people, how are you going to look? How are your employees going to look? Are you going to require sure. them to wear a certain thing, you know, if, if, if they're customer facing or whatever? And then how, in, in other words, how is that employee going to be portrayed by your end user. All of these things go to your brand, your overall brand that you are this, this, this idea of who you are in the community, how all of that is, all of those, these things, they all kind of go towards that, which will then affect your price, your perceived value by your clients. So think about those things as well as you are kind of figuring, you know, figuring out this five P uh, puzzle, if you will. Oh, there's a yeah. sixth B puzzle. Nice puzzle. And then plane with that's seven. Oh, the plane was seven. P plane, the P puzzle plane. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, we've, let's land it. Let's land this we've P plane. Solved all of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, so, yeah, as Travis said, uh, and you know, we've talked about customer service a lot on the show mm-hmm. and the importance right. of it. Um, and how it, it can seriously set you apart. Um, because sometimes, um, if you're not willing to price match, uh, and you maybe can't hit that same price, but you provide phenomenal customer service and your employees and their portrayal, how they come across and their attitude, all of that stuff. If it is top notch, people will stick with you and pay that extra dollar or two because they're getting something that they don't know if they'll get it the other place. They'll get a cheaper right. price, but they don't know if they'll be taken care of the same way. Exactly. So um, it's very, very important. And as Travis said, uh, we're going to share the link to this little slide we have uh, for the the five P's of marketing, uh, the marketing mix. And so if you guys have any questions, you know where to go. You know what to do. If you know another P that we perhaps forgot, um, <laughs> you can let us know at printondemandcast.com slash Facebook uh, and join the conversation. We want to know, have you, have you learned of this before? Do you have insight on some of these that maybe we missed or maybe we mm-hmm. didn't you know, talk about what you learned when you were learning the five Ps? Please contribute to the conversation. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of posts in there lately where, where group members are kind of just helping each other out and Travis and I aren't necessarily even really providing any information but you guys are helping each other which is the whole goal of of that facebook group so um we encourage you guys to be active Uh, and we also encourage you to be like our dear friend tim helm who is undoubtedly listening and leave us a five-star review on itunes if you happen to be listening on the podcast Mm -hmm. app on itunes if you're not listening on the podcast app it's okay because wherever podcasts are, the POD cast is there for you as well. Also, if social media isn't your bag, if it's not your thing, you don't enjoy it, 
totally understand, and I do not blame you. So <laughs> you can also email us, info at printondemandcast.com, and Travis and I would love to hear from you there as well. Travis, anything else before we uh, wrap this thing up? I don't think so. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate y'all. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We're excited to be back with you again next week. But until then, for Travis, I'm Josiah, and we'll see you next time right here on the Print On Demand cast. See ya. Hey, babe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure. (laughs) 